Good evening, Patriots. And it's Monday, January 16th in the year 2023. East Coast, you have just jumped into Tuesday, which will be there with you very shortly. In this crazy world, and as you know, Davos is in process this week, and it's just another freak show of elites trying to pander to each other and to their masters themselves, and at the same time, come up with ways to spin a narrative on how to monetize and control everything in the world. Their biggest focus at the end of the day is how to spin a narrative to convince the people, because the people are starting to understand what's going on. So with that in mind, keep in mind as well that the big thing that they can do is to control three aspects in this world. You control the food, you control the people, you control the energy, you control the country, you control the money, you control the world. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turned a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings in retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I am tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There is zero obligation to make this request. Just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Birch Gold. Again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. This is the best way to start the new year. So check text Bards to 989898. So like I was saying, Davos is in session, and it's a pretty dark agenda as always, because really what we're starting to become very clear, or should be clear already, is that NATO is quite literally the global military arm and wing of Davos. And their objective is actually quite simple. They are trying to secure every asset on the face of the earth to, in, the, in their sense, protect those assets from excessive use or to preserve them from the future. All this is is individualized obsession and greed that is targeted towards individual million billionaires and a collective group of unknown faces that run the majority of the world to literally seize control and enslave all the world if possible. What's standing in their way, ironically, is the awakened people and, frankly, Russia. And that's about it. And I'm not sure where Russia sits in this either because they may just be part of their own play to secure another chunk of their pie. But ultimately, this comes down to we the people. Engineered behind all of this are the masters of the universe, one of which is Vanguard. The other is BlackRock, who have controlled these corporations and who secretly have cut deals with the World Economic or the World Health Organization with specific weaponized non-NGOs, non-governmental organizations, to fund them and to push propaganda on the American people, always going back to that one EO that President Obama signed that released the restrictions on propaganda to be used on the American public, an EO that nobody has retracted. And so the war wages... And it wages on the people to try to break the will of the people and to lead them into a willful enslavement by their own free will and their own hand. That's ultimately their, their objective, in my opinion, which is that it is the Luciferian win. If people will comply to their rules and their lordship, 
and give away everything that God gave us at their own free will. Because at that point, it's not a crime. And it's not a violation of universal law. It's literally us turning our back on God as collective whole. Even if we say we didn't have a choice, which we always do, then we've given up. This is where the, you, we have to start really deciding, quite frankly, where that line is, that seminal line we will never cross. And it's important to remember that we are dealing with these deceitful types every day. And it's not easy to sidestep them. But the farther we go down this hole and this pit that they're trying to put us in, every single dollar we spend with them, every single agreement we give to them, we are literally participating deeper and deeper in their system and willfully allowing them to steal our sovereignty. Language is important, and it's important to start understanding the mechanisms that are behind this, and that's where we get into their law versus the real law. Capitalization when they do things. Pay attention to your internet agreements, because in the internet agreements, you will see things that are always capitalized. That's part of the other language of English that they never teach, and it's not surprising because that other language is rooted in their control and their power, not in our control or our ability to gain freedom. At the center of that is something called Black's Law Dictionary, which I would highly recommend getting a copy of and reading through along with many other things, which this will be future discussions on Bards FM shows. But we are in a place right now where the duplicity of everything that we, they do and everything that we agree upon is getting is sinking us deeper. And while we can say that it looks like Davos is in a certain measure of retreat and perhaps even panic, and I would agree by the narrative change that they've made to try to back off on key issues, nonetheless, we are far from achieving high ground or, on, or being on the offensive. What we're still looking for, unfortunately, is the other savior besides Christ to save us in this hellhole that we were participant in, in building and agreeing to as we went along. Our own sovereignty is at stake, and it's a massive issue, and it's one that we're going to have to continue to reflect on as we go forward. Let's begin with Galatians 5, 13, 18. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. That applies so effectively right now. If we are literally walking in the law of God, God's law, kingdom law, and that's moral law. And that's the issue of how to get back there. And again, these are going to be some ongoing discussions as we push into 2023 with some major initiatives to try to help people find their way to that point state, national, these sorts of concepts that are seem very confused, and they are, quite frankly. Very few efforts have been made to make the process clear and simple to track, and those that achieve state nationalism, which is a, a one step in the right direction, seldom want to share their experience, or if they do, it's so convoluted, it's frankly a maze to read. Fortunately, I have come across some folks that seem to have this mapped out fairly clearly, and I'll be reaching out to them and doing a continued work with them and hopefully guiding some as we go forward. And that's just future discussions and a, something to bookmark as you go forward. But this is a very important time for us to understand truly where our deviation is. Because most of what we have done in the process of this is deviated from the very words of Galatians. We have not followed the law, the spirit. We've instead followed their law. So as we were warned in Galatians 5, 13 to 18, not to follow their law, we have. 
And we've, with that process, we have fulfilled the desires of the flesh, which take on many forms. It's not just the flesh as well. It includes the material obsessions and desires that we have that replace those material things, the physical, physical world with our relationship in God. This is the most challenging piece here for all of us to understand that in our decision process, not understanding the full scope of the language implications of what we sign and agree to. And as I mentioned earlier, your user agreements on the internet are a great example. Pay attention to how many of those sections are done in capitalization, which changes the meaning of everything. And essentially the capitalization is a dead language, meaning that you are signing something as a entity that is dead, not alive in this world. And what the fundamental issue that appears that they have done is that by tagging us as dead, which goes back to our birth certificate, we have lost by our free will unknowingly, but nonetheless by our free will, our right to be recognized as a living entity of God. Once we reclaim that position in this world, we start to achieve a greater power over their institutions and an, an ability to sidestep the requirements that they demand on all of us and taking away the layer of control that they have so effectively placed in. This has been the, this, the great deception all the way along, is to bury us in this mountain of Babylonian maze and nightmare and not teaching the full scope of things, yet always revealing what they're going to do, but not giving us an out to where we go. And sadly, as we've moved farther away from God, our ability to hear him, trust him, so he can guide us through has become diminished over generations. Add to that the corruption of the church, which continues, and we see this con continual descent into the bowels of a virtual hell that we, have, we are witnessing right before our very eyes. These are difficult times, and I'm not going to suggest otherwise. And it's times now that's going to require all of us to come together to use our collective will, our collective ability, our gifts and talents to navigate our way out of this mess. So when one of our uh, great B-dads wrote in a previous hour in the chat that how much she enjoyed working with all of our gifts and talents. And if we had brought us all together, how we would solve most problems. And this is actually true because the answer to the future is not going to be hoarding information, but rather sharing it openly so that nothing is hidden and so that we gain and, and expand our knowledge and our ability by leveraging the experience of the many. The system that we are in right now is a system of hoarding, a system of personal gain, a system of keeping away and privatizing things away from other people's control. That is the Babylonian system. And that is by design to literally try to keep us away and in the dark from what we need to be doing to free ourselves in this, in this time. They don't want us free. They want us to remain slaves. And worse yet, as we say that, not only do they want us to remain slaves, they want us to willfully continue to participate as slaves in the system of theirs. Now, it's interesting, the stress, how it's coming down and what's manifesting. So the, to read this headline in Gateway Pundit, report, Kami Pope Francis shocks seminarians starts hurling F-bombs during private popple audience. This is quite interesting, and it's something that we have to, again, just pay attention to because there are many shifts going on in the world. And I have no doubt that God's hand is working mightily in this world, but God's hand is literally working through our prayers and through our actions of holding the line and staying true to him. If that weakens, then we will suffer the consequence. And I don't think that consequence is all that good. I'm going to continue here with reading Romans 1, 18 to 32. I've read this before, and it just seems very appropriate as a reminder of where our world is and how truthful this statement is to the type of world that we're currently living in. For the wrath of God is revealed from the heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who, they, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have, made, in the things that have been made. 
So they are without excuse, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up to the lusts of their hearts, to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies amongst themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty of their heir. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetedness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they do not they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. It's a very powerful passage and a reminder of just the mightiness of God and how the hand works of God. And I think if we're honest with one another within this world, that is literally where we have arrived. This is a place where God has, has allowed those to pursue those debaucheries of the world to such a degree and in, this, in, in that sense, in my opinion, we are witnessing truly the hand of God and the threshing floor at the same time. We're in a very interesting place right now. A lot of temptation, a lot of stress, seemingly, a lot of uncertainty in the world. And yet, if we're walking with the Lord, it should not be a difficult time at all. In fact, it should be an enjoyable time, almost like watching a, com- a comedic opera right before our very eyes because eyes to see show you all the craziness that's there and the shallowness, the fear, the anxiety, even from the elites. And we're secure or should be secure in where we are with the Lord. Father God is amazing here because what he's offered us is something that is available for everyone if they would just reach. But to do so, we have to release ourselves from this passion of the world. And as we walk down this path of this continued desires being thrown before us, the opportunities for ease and convenience, new visions of cities and ways of being to make things cool, electric, quick, easy, all built into an app to simplify the world, to release ourselves from this work bondage that we perceive, to try to find new purpose in our life, which ultimately will be shaped by the corporate agendas and ultimately enslaving ourselves in free will is the objective of this new world order. The objective of the fourth industrial revolution was to be able to take away your free will, to enslave you. That's ultimately the bottom line. And in each of us that it chooses, each person that chooses that direction will choose slavery. But unfortunately, like I said, by their free, by their own hand, it's not a slavery that will be forced. You're not being traded. You're not being picked up in the, in the jungles of Africa, put on a boat and sailed over. And you're not having that done by your own kind and selling them to another race, which is how slaves became slaves. Rather, we're witnessing people making choices, choices based on the opportunities for an exciting, dramatic new future. Because unfortunately, this world around us for so many has become droll, boring, chaotic, difficult to endure, painful, stressful, hateful. And they want release from this, which is a natural human reaction when people are in that much stress. And it is a world of designed to be chaotic because chaotic is their brand. They being those in power. Through chaos, they create new orders. Through chaos, they create a new awakening. Through chaos, they create the great reset. 
and always it's to their advantage because they control the board on the chaos. The only way to endure this period is to step out of that pathway, that freight train of chaos. And the only place that truly happens is in that beautiful, loving relationship with Christ. In walking there, we know the comfort of this world. We know what we are here for. It doesn't matter whether it is a communist government, a corporate tyranny, whether it's a republic the way we would like it to be, or whether it's some version of an empire king. At the end of the day, our mission remains the same. We need to ex- to con- occupy, expand, and take God's word to a greater level that ultimately the enemy is subdued. That's our challenge on a daily basis. That doesn't change by form of government. But if we get too wrapped in deeply to their narratives, as Davos is now trying to push forward, as they see that the narrative controls the game, to a large degree they're correct, and we've seen the success of that. Over the last three years, a narrative of fear has permeated society at a level that stunned most of us. And I would say to a certain degree probably stunned everybody. Never had I imagined in my life that we would witness a nation as a collective whole, separating obviously from that collective whole, those that were anchored in a relationship with God strong enough to avoid the train of fear, but to watch so many millions of people submit to a fear that was propagated by media, propagated by noise, propagated by lies, and yet right before them was the truth in numbers. Right before them, was they were being told what the daily truth was, but they didn't hear those words. They heard instead death. They heard pandemic. They heard it's coming. They heard lock yourself up in your house. They heard hide under the bed. They heard the voices of fear. And with that, they crawled away, gave up their freedoms, and turned to the government and said, save me. Those that held the line endured that wrath. We did. But the interesting thing is we didn't seek vengeance on the others. The only thing we continued to do is to try to save them from what we knew was coming. Well, that, that part of the project is over and done. Those that chose that path to take that injection are now in the category of those that are doomed. And as hard as those words are, because I keep getting from people, it's like, well, I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm wrong too. But the numbers aren't adding up any other way. Daily, we're seeing people die. And while we also see many elites dropping, the numbers of the actual people in this world that are dying are real. 40% is a current number that is coming from actuary tables from the life insurance and medical industry. 40%. 40% of this population, that's not, that isn't, that, that is an apocalyptic event at this point in time. And that's a changing event that they knew all along was coming. As we heard in the previous show, the estimation is that this wasn't just an idea of of an injection. Rather, it was a bioweapon that was ordered with specific outcomes. The more we look at this, it appears that it was designed specifically to kill and to kill as many people as possible, in particular, the elderly, as we're now witnessing the millennial working class, the healthiest part of the population, and to corrupt the youth. That corruption was going on two levels uh, and on, on for every category touched. It was to kill off the weak and to make others permanently sick and dependent upon a medical system, which always gains back to profit and control. That's the world that we're currently in. And the world that we can continue to suck ourselves into or we're going to have to find a way to emotionally and spiritually separate ourselves from the torment and chaos that's happening. And that's not easy because friends and family are suffering and that's easy for us to get wrapped up into that space of anger and hatred. But we can't. We have to be clear on the righteousness of our mission. We have to go back to the fundamental principles as I've talked about so many times, a loving and forgiving heart which does not to be confused with a heart that does not expect accountability and justice. But we have to release ourselves from the anger and hatred that are being inculcated and injected into us in every possible way. These people are as evil as it comes. And their intention is to rile us to such a great degree to to continue keeping us enslaved by the very things we were warned about in Galatians 5, 13 to 18. 
For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. That's the hardest objective to accomplish in the midst of this fight. And yet it's something that has to be accomplished if we're to win. We have to keep in mind as well, 1 Corinthians 10.13, No temptation has overthrown you that is not common to man. I want to reread that passage, that, that line there, because it's very important to appreciate what that was saying. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. In other, there's, in other words, there's nothing new under the sun. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Keyword, endure. Not overcome, not be set on a happy hill, smoking a pipe and rocking in a rocking chair, but to endure this period. That means hard decisions are going to have to be made. And the decisions and the to avoid the, the temptation may not be what we want, but it will be where God needs us to be. We have gone through an inordinately difficult period of three years, and it is only getting more intensified as we continue into this fourth year now. And that doesn't mean, when I say intensified, it doesn't mean that things are going to necessarily in your household get worse. It doesn't mean that we are going to see lockdowns and vax again. But we are now seeing into the consequences of the choices that were made that will make our daily lives more challenging. Systems are starting to break down. There's not enough people, for example. They're already making provisions in the Navy to how to run ships with limited crew. What they're telling you is that they don't have enough recruits. But the real is that there are people leaving and there are people getting sick. And then the replacements aren't in line to do the job they needed to do. Those are your first canaries in the coal mine. We start to hear these things and know that the systems that we know and we knew are starting to fail. And where this is leading us is to an opportune time where the elites and their agendas of transhumanism and their agendas of robotics in the world and having AI run everything is opportune right now. And sadly, people will seek it. It's fun and new and entertaining to watch chat GBT write your paper or write a business plan or write a commercial. It's also frightening because the creativity of this collective AI has now started to arc and achieve greatness that most humans can't achieve. And it's doing it quickly and seamlessly. And in the process, people are turning to it as a crutch because the thinking process is becoming hard. The combination of the vax that has done damage to the cognitive processes of many, combined with the fatigue of the stress over time, is opportune for something like ChatGBT to step in as an AI to offer a solution that will make your life easier. Once again, convenience is a straight path to hell for humanity. And it's something we have to start confronting. I'm going to just tell a personal story here. And it's one I've had to cross in the last few days. And I had to get really do a gut check on myself. And I think it's, and as I was working through my stuff tonight, which I'll get to in a second, it's, it was, it's been a really good lesson that I hope maybe there's something in it for you. Over this last three years, this podcast has grown immensely. And as you know, there's, it's been as high as six shows a day. I think I was even higher at one point. And we've settled into three shows a day, a total of 17 each week. And I'm very comfortable with that. And it's a blessing to watch this family grow and to watch Bards Nation grow. But there's also costs. In the preparations of shows and to do everything else I want to do, there's been an enormous amount of time sitting. And I haven't really been paying attention to it too much until recently. And it occurred over Christmas and New Year's when I spent literally back-to-back hours in a chair editing, filming, editing, doing voiceover work, etc. And what came out is suddenly an old injury, an old hip injury and an old sciatic nerve injury cropped up. And I found myself a morning about 10 days ago almost unable to walk. I was literally in and had been in excruciating pain a couple days after that to the point that I couldn't even sleep. Now, the answer there was right before me. And 
what it is, is I had to get back to the hardest things and the hardest type of training I used to do, which honestly I've let slip some. And it's been easier, more convenient to sit in the chair and to just do the work and then to sit on the tractor and move the hay or whatever else I do. But the hard work, the grit work, that work of hard CrossFit training, that work of hard running with a pack and with your rifle, that hard work of climbing and doing all those sorts of things that I was doing several years ago that I let slip now is painful. It sucks, to be quite frank. And in a process of even this morning getting up, stretching was excruciating. The hip, the hip tendons are tight because of too much sitting. The sciatic nerves are sensitive. But what happens is as we work through these processes, we find relief. So before this show, I just spent an hour working out, doing a hill climb and, and then doing some CrossFit work. And it starts slow, but then you start to loosen up and the pain goes away. And after the show, I'll do another workout. And I'll be doing this every day now, back to my double and triple a days, because that's what's required on top of everything else. You find the time. But the point is this. It's a lot easier to take the route to sit. It's a lot more convenient. It's a lot easier not to do the work that hurts. And that's not the option that's before me. Because the realization that I face, and it's very real, is if I didn't take corrective action immediately, I was going to end up in a situation in a relatively short order where I literally could hardly walk. That's not an option I would give myself. And when you have that settling moment where your legs literally won't hold you up because of these old injuries that have cropped up and you haven't been tending to the good fitness that would keep them at bay, you have to really get a gut check. Unfortunately, in our world, we haven't had those level of gut checks across the wide spectrum of people. Those that didn't take the vax had a gut check. They understood how wicked, evil, and stupid people could be, and in the process, how an entire world could turn on you in a dime. But there's still a lot of people out there walking into this trap. They're finding the convenience easy. Work is about getting things easier so you can spend more free time doing whatever you want to do. And I would say that a large percentage of that time isn't dedicated to the godly tasks that God put on our heart to do. When we choose that path to do our gifts and talents, there is no way that that is said to be easy. In fact, those challenges are hard. Hours are long. And it will get more so in the coming months and years. We're trying to forge a breakaway. We're trying to forge an Exodus 2.0. We're trying to create a parallel economy, a parallel society, which means we're starting from ground up. They, on the other hand, are waiting, those that are following the corporate agenda, they're waiting for these new cities to be built so they can move in, so they can start doing their thing on whatever that thing is with the conveniences of coffee shops and the conveniences of grocery stores within walking distance and not to have to worry about growing any of their own food, any of that. Just having the ability to have enough money to cover those things and have a little bit of fun and jump back on that virtual space and continue down the merry path of whatever they're doing. Our path is not like that. And the path that is in the, in the biblical histories has never been like that. Not for those that are believing. And that was my big reminder this morning. As I really started turning that corner on getting this, my legs back in order. Which has been about three to five days of slow process. But it was the reminder that you are not going to achieve anything without pain. You're not going to achieve the greatness you need that I know personally in the things that I do, I'm capable of in anything I touch because it's led by God. And that's not arrogance, it's just truth. But in that turning point, we have to make the understanding that those achievements are not going to come easy and they will not come without some sacrifice and pain. The pain is worth every bit of it. And just so I highlight this, I'm not making a big deal out of the deal out of this hip, but I will tell you, hip pain sucks. If you haven't had a hip injury, I highly don't recommend it because it, it is a sort of pain that leaves you sweating and almost nauseated when it hits. And this is where it takes that true grit, that true faith, that everything you have type of walk to pull yourself up and say, there is no way this is going to keep me down. 
That's our life. That's the choice that we made when we chose to accept the gift of life from Christ. It's a tiny little sampling of what Christ himself endured when he suffered that walk with the cross, with a thorn on his head, and the abuse from the people and his masters of enslavement. Those were the people that tortured him. And in the end, he still overcame and he endured. This walk ahead of us will take that form in many different forms. We will experience it in different ways. It will challenge us. It will seem at times impossible. And you will see people doubt. You will see people throw their hands up and say, it's too much. I can't do it. I can't wait for Christ to take me home. God, please take me home. When you get to that point, ask yourself a simple question. If you get to that point, then why did God bother to put you here? Because you've been put here in this time, in this place, because something in you is great enough to have brought you this far. And something in you is great enough to carry you to where he needs you to be, the destination. You're here for a purpose. We all are. And that purpose is centers on securing and expanding the kingdom. And even though the odds may seem impossible and the pain may be intense, we know in our heart of hearts that we will and can overcome. With the Holy Spirit, there's nothing that can stand in our way. We walk under the banner of Christ and we walk mightily with Father God. And these people are trying to break that. Everything they do is trying to break that. And they're trying to keep us separated from our birthright, keep us separated from the sovereigns that we are. This is a process that will take a lot of hours and time as we continue to move forward, taxing time, and yet we still have to maintain our strength in this world. More time, less sleep. And only the way that can happen is with the strength in Father God. We will endure this fight and we will overcome this enemy. We will find times that it will be a mountain so big that it seems like you can't climb it. And yet we know with faith and with our understanding of where God always leads us, something will reveal itself for us to find that way to the top. But they don't want you to believe that, and they will do everything they can to convince you otherwise. And on top of it, they're going to swing a lot of this population to try to once again, point the finger at all of us as crazies, conspiracy theories, or even worse, that we're the enemy of the future of Earth. That's the narrative that they're now working on, that those that challenge the science of obedience of religion that they've created, those that question the idea that climate change is such a thing that there can be no more discussion about it. They've created a holy book out of their own ramblings, and their own vision of enslavement of humanity. And sadly, many, many people have agreed and bought on to the vision. That means that we are now at their, we are opposed to where they are, and we are a threat to what they believe. Once you strip away climate change, you strip away their many's purpose for living. That would be on par with trying to strip away the power of God in our lives. And I don't say that lightly because those people that are walking that path don't have an anchoring in a true and powerful relationship in Christ. You strip away their belief systems and their ideologies, they are in free fall because purpose and meaning in life vaporizes in, in the moment that it goes away. For ourselves, purpose and meaning in life always centers around the simple issue of spreading the good word of Jesus. And no matter what they do, no matter how they turn or what, how they purpose themselves, our mission stays strong, stays pure. And we have been understanding from the beginning that it will be difficult to endure. But we will succeed. And so knowing that we now understand a bit better about the challenges ahead of ourselves. We don't know the future. Only the time and the date is for God. But what we do know is it's not intended to be an easy walk. And it's a reality that we have to come to grips with. That plan, God's plan, didn't say on there that don't worry, folks, you just have to come and watch some Netflix for the day and be done with it. When you're done with your series, we'll be here to clean up the mess. It didn't say that. 
What it said was work harder. Stay more true to me. Seek that deep and intimate relationship with Father God. And in that process, as we've learned to trust in him more, as he has reminded us of how important it is to come closer to him, we have arrived at a place of more truth than we've ever had. Maybe for the first time in most of our lives, we're beginning to see truly what it was meant when we said that we followed Christ, we would be persecuted. And when we follow Christ, we know that they would have to sacrifice. And I would say that as we continue to walk down this gauntlet, more and more, those words will ring truer each day. And that should give glee to your heart, happiness and joy, knowing that as we serve the king, it's expected. We've known what's coming. And in so doing, we become mightier and stronger in the mightiness of our father. Let's pray. Father, we're blessed tonight as we sit here and come together in this very precious place that you've helped create and gather all of us, this assembly of fellowship that spans literally the globe. And in a time like this, when we have so much chaos going on, and it seems so at times impossible to overcome as we look at their hand of reach, they meaning those in power. We're reminded of how trivial and trite they are to you. Father, we just pray for that powerful wisdom to continually be on the hearts of the many that follow Jesus. To be reminded each day that there's nothing before us that cannot be overcome. That no matter how powerful that obstacle seems, no matter how painful that climb appears or feels, that through our faith and through our hard and diligent work, we can overcome anything. We're blessed with this within us, and we're blessed with it because you have given this to us. You have given us a spirit of dominance and to overcome. And yet, with that spirit comes the humility of knowing that we are truly great in a world that requires love and compassion in the struggles of coming to you. So, Father, we just pray that you guide us as you do each day but guide us with deeper wisdom in who we are. Guide us with the deeper wisdom of where our next step needs to be placed and know that in our heart of hearts, all we're seeking now is to dig deeper in our relationship with you and to separate ourselves more completely from the world that seeks to continually place the shackles of enslavement around our ankles and our neck. We cast those off. We rebuke all that they say and do or attempt and we say that standing on the grounds of fertile land of kingdom, proclaiming our authority as your children and as those you created in your image. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So patriots, this time and place that we're in is truly a glorious time. This is a time almost like a, a warrior's feast that we can look at this across the bow of the ship or we can look across the table at each other. We can clink glasses and smile and laugh and know that no matter what they do, there is no defeating the spirit that lives within us. So celebrate. Be thankful for what God has given us. He didn't ask us to be weak. He just asked us to be meek, which was different. He's asked us to be those humble warriors that wield the most powerful weapon ever conceived, that of the sword of the Spirit. He's given us authority on this, dom this domain of earth to subdue, to overcome, and to expand the kingdom. And in the process of following him and letting him guide our hands, there's nothing before us that was an obstacle that we cannot overcome. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. So we are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something I 
just wanna breathe. 